I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. You are absolutely listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. And again, I'm still not ready for how good that intro is. It's beautiful. It's probably still going to be the best thing we do in this whole podcast. But welcome, everybody, whoever's listening along. This is episode two of our AFL podcast. Hopefully, people jumped on and had a listen uh, to episode number one, where we discussed all things backline. Um, I'm Rob Kennedy, the owner, the coach, the manager, whatever you want to go with for the delicious raviolis. And I'm sitting here with two fantastic mates of mine and co-hosts of today's show. Mickey Dell, how are you, mate? Mixed pigs represent. How are we, boys? Very good. I love that. I love that there. And uh, he wasn't here for episode one. He was our little teaser to everybody to make sure they jumped on here on episode two. Justin Herbie, how are you, my friend? Good, brother. How are you, mate? You did, Very you good. You're not introducing me too well, mate. I'm pretty famous. <laughs> I'm Peter Bell's nephew. <laughs> we've, mate, we've put big big plugs on you to be the comedy relief of this show. I think Mick and I actually did pretty well in the first one to crack a few banter jokes. Maybe we just laughed at each other's. Maybe we paid each other off. Who knows? But uh, welcome along, Justin. I think we should give everyone a little bit of an opportunity here very quickly to go over a tiny bit of our background if they haven't listened into episode one. I'm a WA boy. Grew up playing tennis, loved my footy as well, coached women's football, coached a few premierships, coached some men's footy as well at the same time. I'm a Hawthorne man, um, and like I said earlier in episode one, I'm a very non-biased Hawthorne man, although the two boys might scoff at that, uh, as Justin already is in this uh, visual medium, if you're watching along on YouTube. Um, but yeah, really excited to get in and, and just be, uh, be a bit of fun, a bit of banter, and give you some expertise as best I can in Super Coach. Mickey, what about yourself? Quick background for yourself. Very short, uh, best part of 20 years playing senior footy. Uh, a lot of it being country footy, Victoria. Uh, coached some senior football flags in and around the Bendigo area and back home in Gippsland. Now, uh, retired from coaching and professional super coacher. And Herbie, yourself, mate? Bless everybody with your background. I've done a lot in this game. I've done a lot. <laughs> so I've played a lot of like senior footy, mostly resis. I'm not going to... You know, not going to toot my own horn. Uh, yeah, study sport journalism at La Trobe, so that was a good experience. Just played a lot of footy, North Nuffy since maybe 05, so a lot of hard years. Fun fact, when I was in year nine, I kicked six goals at the uh, at the fourth quarter of a school footy team, Christian Brothers College St Kilda, shout them out. And the uh, the caption read, Herbie fully loaded. So there you go. Mate, that's good enough for me. Uh, you, with that resume, you're clearly hosting episode three, and I can't that's wait easy, to, uh, to see how that one goes. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for listening along. Make sure you uh, subscribe, listen along on all our platforms. We're on all social media platforms. Uh, we've got a non-verified sponsorship by Bolter, but we're going to give them a shout-out because we want them to sponsor us. I think the boys are all Bolter drinkers, myself, eh, 
But I tell you what, if Bolter want to get on board, I'll be knocking a few more of these back. So thanks, Bolter, for that unofficial sponsorship of the uh, Molten Fantasy Sport podcast. We talked about defenders in episode one. We are moving on to the guts. The boys who win all the awards, the boys who are the only ones who have a chance of winning a Brownlow, the boys who probably get all the girls, they get all the disposals, and I tell you what, they get a ton of points when it comes to Supercoach. So I think this is going to be quite a big episode for us to make sure we go through some primos. We're going to go through our mid-price maniacs, and we're going to make sure we have a look at some of those rookies or rookie price players that you must have in your side, from our opinion. And then we'll probably be able to touch on a few, maybe ones that you should be avoiding. But uh, what's your thoughts on midfield, guys? Where, where does it sit with you? I'll, I'll throw to you, Justin, first this time. Where does it sit with you and the strategy when you start looking to midfielders in your team? Oh, for me, I reckon it's the most important part of the game. Um, there's a lot of like gun mids, and I think there's a lot of midfielders like in that mid mid price bracket that could just explode. Like you've got like Tom Green, who's only 22. Like I've got to hear five five games over thirty disposals last year, and I think he's just only going to get better. Um, and they're obviously going through a rebuild as well. Uh, and I just see those those rookies as well. Like they get a lot of opportunity. We were talking before about the Hawks. Like they're going through a rebuild. There'll be a lot of touches there in the middle with Mitchell gone and Jaeger gone in the middle as well. So I think it all stems from the midfield. Like you, you just need to obviously get your like primos done right. But it's pretty hard to, to get them wrong. And then those there's a lot of like young and up-and-coming midfielders um, who are at that mid-price range who could just really explode. So, yeah, I think it's uh, it's very crucial. Delhi, your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I'm tipping the year that the young guns take over and some of the stayers uh, fall back to the field. Um, we'll talk a bit about it a bit later on, but I'm tipping a year for the likes of Jack McRae, Zach Merrick and the like, and um, big years ahead for you know, your Bontempelli's, your Mills, Tuke Miller in an ordinary side to do what he did last year. Um, yeah, these guys, for me, are the ones you need to look out for. But stay tuned for it. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, well, we're going to jump into a little game that I'm going to call Price Tag. Now, I'm going to, we're going to start at the top. We're going to start with the highest price midfielders and work our way down. We'll probably knock out five to, five to ten players. Then I'm going to ask you guys a very simple question. Overpriced, underpriced, spot on, and then just give me a little snippet to why. Don't tell me whether they're going to be in your team just yet because we will reveal our teams at the, uh, at the end of this podcast. So let's step in and play a little bit of price tag. Beautiful. Love that. We're testing these things out. We've got a, bit of, a little bit of cha-ching here because we're going to start right at the top, right at the top. Rory Laird, $703,900. Dell, we'll start with you. Over, under, spot on. Definitely overs. For me, if Adelaide want to be successful this year, there'll be a lot more sharing of the ball uh, and less dependency on certain players like your Lairds and so forth. Um, in saying that, I still think he's going to be a premium. But looking back through the years, no player ever in Supercoach has stayed above 700000 for the whole year. So, for me, it's overs. Herbie? Yeah, overs as well. I think that's just too big of a price tag. Anybody who starts at that like six ninety to seven hundred mark never really um, hits the spot, do they? They just kind of like you know falter off and go away. So um, I think it's just bigger. It's too big of a risk. There's like there's so many other better players, or not better players, but just as good players at that mid six hundreds or even early six hundreds mark. Uh, I think you're definitely both right with the price tag. I think he's, he's overs and he'll probably drop in price. I think the million-dollar question to everybody out there is going to be, can you risk not having him in your team? Uh, we're talking about a guy whose lowest score was 93. And, you know, you go up from there, it's up in the, up in the 120s, 140s, 150s, 160s. You know, you've got that loophole VC captaincy rule that we'll talk about in another episode. I actually think this is one of the biggest make or break choices to start round one. 
Um, and I, I really believe that that's where it's going to be. But I think you're right. He's overs. But uh, at the end of the day, somebody scoring those kind of points, does he have to be in your team? But we move on. Clayton Oliver. He's sitting at 699800. I love just stat Delhi. So no one over 700 stayed over 700. So he's just under. He had an average of 127.7 last year. 127.1. He's in 48% of teams at the moment. Delhi, do you think he's over, under, or spot on? You know what? With two of potentially the best ruckmen in the league in Dawn and Grundy, tapping it down his throat, first use of stoppages. There's a chance he's going to go well over 700 this year, just with the way he racks up disposals, his efficiency. Um, I'm going to go big here and go he's under. <laughs> What's your response, Herbs? I'd say over. Like, I had Oliver last year, and I think he was pretty disappointing for a big part of the season. Um, but then again, Melbourne were disappointing as well. He ended up becoming good and he was a hold, uh, but he did lose a bit of money. I don't have the exact like stats on me of what happened, um, but I would say just at that price point, it's very, very high. And like what I said before, it's like those, there is better value when you get to the mid sixes, early sixes. I think just just over, but not by much. I'm just having a look at his numbers. <laughs> and I want to see where you think he let you down. Yep, round four, Port Adelaide, he had a 68. Before that, he had a 112, a 121, a 146. To follow it, he went 118, 168, 119, 135. And dare I say he dropped to a 99 after that. Well, but, I'm uh, sure to really win that round four matchup. Against someone I hate. <laughs> it was a, it was a scar. It was a scar. Nah, I I love both your thought processes. I think you're you're spot on in certain areas there, which is very much talking about the idea of you know, do I spend that much money, um, or are there other ones to go for? And I guess it just comes down to a breakdown of of what you're spending in your backs, your forwards, and your rucks. We move on. Number three, sitting at one twenty two point eight and six hundred seventy six thousand two hundred. Lockie. I love to handball Neil. We'll start with you, Herbie, this time. Where does he sit for you? Overs, unders, or spot on? I think he's spot on. Uh, that that Brisbane team, I think, is going to be crazy this year. Um, they've obviously got like a lot of depth around pretty much every uh, part of the field. But Lockie Neil is just their guy, and he just puts them on his shoulders, and that's where they go. So I think he can easily get over 700. Um, and yeah, I like him as spot on. Uh, I think overs. Um, I think with you've got McCluggage, you've got Dunkley, you've got Lions. Um, I'm a bit uncertain about McInerney at the moment. I wouldn't call him a top tier ruckman in the comp, nor Darcy Ford. Um, I think there's a heavy reliance on getting first use to him out of the middle. I don't think he's very damaging forward of centre. So, overs for me. Yeah, my, my only concern is his teams know that they can tag him. I always get worried if I'm going to spend that kind of money on someone, whether they can break the tag. Um, we know that he can score huge scores. I mean, I think he had a, didn't he have a one, he had a 160 to 187 against Sydney. Um, but he did have a couple of games where he went under 100 where where the tag did come. So I, I get nervous. And I think when you come up against Brisbane, like you said, the other players that they're going to have, I think they're going to have to tag someone and they go to Neil. And I think it's shown that uh, that's where they go. But what an absolute quality footballer we know is incredible. So I can understand why someone would have him in their team. The old tuk-tuk, uh, mate, he's the kind of bloke you want in your team, isn't he? Runs both ways, puts his head over the ball, gets the clearances, does a bit of everything. Has a lot of passion and love for the game. I'm a big fan of him as a player. I sort of wished he got up for a Brownlow. Um, 662, Herbie, what do you got him as? Overs, unders or spot on? I'd say spot on. I think that uh, Gold Coast will be really good this year. Um, and I see him just as being the catalyst of just putting putting them on his back. like Just like he's done the last couple of years. Um, a little bit of, little bit of concern just with... I think the pressure on him as well. Um, but I think Gold Coast just need to, like, they really need to do well this year. And I think there'll be a lot of pressure 
on him especially to you know to do better than he's done. I think yeah, just spot on. It's a good price. Delhi, yeah, I'm the same. And for viewers, he's locked in my side. Oh, he's locked in. He's locked in. Well, I don't mind that. But a big call as well. This will be the first year that Gold Coast Suns play senior finals footy. Oh, we've heard it here first. Is, is this a – anyone want to take we, – we've talked a lot as a group offline about making Bolter bets for our unofficial official sponsor, Bolter. Uh, I'm going to oh, – I'll jump on it. Six-pack of Bolter, Gold Coast still don't make the finals. I think with Took at the helm – um, they've, they've added a little bit over the preseason, the emergence of Elijah Hollands and these guys. Ben King coming back in, a good, powerful forward. If they stay healthy, they could be dangerous. Um, and for him, you pointed it out, he runs both ways. He's a good user of the ball. Um, when he's knackered, he runs harder. Like, it's inspirational for his team. So for me, yeah, he's there, but don't be surprised if he rises. Love it. Love it. Beautiful. Love this. Uh, number five on the list is uh, Callum Mills. Huge part of uh, Sydney's insurgence with their young fellas really stepping up, getting them to a grand final. Probably the one bad game they played all year was that GF, which all let us a little bit down on our last Saturday in September. But uh, where do you boys sit with Callum Mills at, at 642-400? He had an average of 116.7. He's only sitting in 6% of teams at the moment, which I find very interesting. But... Uh, Dell, we'll start with you this time. Callum Mills, what's your thoughts? Uh, going into the back end of last year, his last five games, he averaged 108. He had some really big games early in the year. Um, yeah, it's it's a no for me at the moment, but I, I think he'll drop in price. I think potentially he'll come back to your 570 to 550k range, and that'll be when we'll be recommending to jump back on him. But to start off with, it's a no. That's over. Yeah, I'll say he's pretty spot on at that price. Uh, the the only concern that I have was when Sydney was struggling uh, last year, like he was pushed back a few times, um, just back under the ball, and that really affected him with Supercoach. So you want to think that Sydney will do well, but you obviously don't know, like Sydney and Collingwood and those, those like fringe teams that obviously just came out of nowhere, um, you don't know with them. So... Hopefully they do well, and hopefully he does well. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's one I'll probably stay away from at the moment. I must admit, I am worried about the six forty-two to start with, but I like his trend. I like which way he's going. Um, he's contemplating. A, I, I could do an actual mid swap during this podcast, but we'll have a sync because the next two is someone that I really want to talk about. But he's gone from 101 to 112 to 116 over the last three years. But if you actually look at where his prices were as well, that 642 still puts him that little bit over at the moment. So not sure about it, but I really rate him as a player. I think he's a fantastic footballer. And I, I think they're going places. And I think one we might talk about where he, that is Chad Warner and what he's going to do this year because he had a big breakout year as well. So we'll put these two together. We'll, we'll move along in the podcast. We're going to put these two together because they are the Bulldog buddies sitting in the middle there. And uh, dare I say, pigs of the fantasy land um, when it comes to scoring. We'll talk about Marcus Bontempelli and Jack McRae. Uh, the Bont sitting at 639, Jack McRae sitting at 634. They both averaged that 115, 116 last year. Uh, Bont sitting in 24% of teams and Jack McRae sitting in 18. Um, Herbie, what's your thoughts on the Bulldog buddies? Yeah, I love Jack McRae. I think he's like the... Uh pretty much the lock of, like, consistency for me. Uh, so he's mostly in my teams, but he's not in my team at the moment. I want to try to find a way to fit him in. Um, but, yeah, I love him. I think that at that price as well, he, he's pretty good. Uh, obviously, Dunkley's out as well. Um, so that will open up a little bit more for the of the game for them because the doggies midfield is just so stacked. Uh, but I also think it opens up the game for Bailey Smith as well, but we'll touch on that later. Um, but for me, out of, out of them both, I'd probably lean more towards McRae. Um, I know Bont can hit the scoreboard a little bit, but it's just that consistency for me. Uh, like, you know, McRae will get you 35 in his sleep. Bont will get you 
39 and four goals every couple of weeks, right? But you want that consistency in super coach that, you know, you just lock them in the, as your loophole vice and you just watch them on a Friday night and they kill it and you, you take the one, 130 or 120. And that's, that's what he is for me. So, Deli. for me, Jack McRae, the last four years, he's averaged, sorry, five years, 127, 123, 121, 128, and 115. The last five games last year, however, I reckon he's run out of puff. He was only averaging 28 points a game. Uh, for me, it's over for him. I think uh, the main beneficiary of Dunkley leaving will be Liberatore. The inside mid tackles up the hard ball. I think you'll see him jumping. Uh, for Bontempelli, I think he will be still that ex-breaker, but we'll spend more time with Dunkley going in the midfield. So that's it's about right. For this is why we do a podcast, so that everybody can hear everybody's different opinion. For me, I don't like doing this often, but I've actually got them both in my team. I've put them. I've actually done a mid swap. Mills has just come out. I've gone with Jack McRae. I'll tell you why. Their numbers when Dunkley doesn't play are off the charts. Now we know they had a few issues there at the doggies last year with trying to convince Dunkley to stay. He needed some more midfield time. I think that projected a little bit into what was going on. Not even just with them on field and some of their performances that were quite poor for what that lineup is. But I think they try to play around a little bit with Jack McRae. He is a flat out midfielder. You put him in the midfield, he rotates off the bench, you put him back on. Your, your, your Smiths, your Dunkleys, your Bontempellis, they can go forward. Similar to a Liberatore that you mentioned. They are midfielders, put them in the guts, give them their time, let them out. And I reckon that's where Jack McRae is going to be this year and I think he's going to rack up the disposals. So I don't disagree. Libo will be the clearance machine, but I tell you who's receiving that handball, it's Jack McRae. Um, and he's so effective by foot. I think he had a few little niggles last year. So I'm going to go with the numbers of when Dunkley didn't play two years ago and he missed quite a few games, their numbers off the charts, off the Richter. So for me, get on Jack McRae. You heard it here first. Yeah, there you go. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, guys, we'll move along. We are, we're 20 minutes into the podcast. Thanks for listening along. Um, we've got a few primos that we'll talk about. I'll more just maybe throw it out to you really quickly. I'll list a few names. Maybe shout out to me, guys, on which ones you think are kind of those standouts to you. Either they're on your radar. You don't have to say whether they're in your team, but, but players that you really highly look after and, and feel confident with. Um, Petrarca's your number eight. Zach Merritt's your number nine. Andy Brayshaw, who had a breakout year for Frio last year. And then you've got the three Carlton boys in a row. You've got your George Hewitt, your Patrick Cripps, and you've got your Sam Walsh. Now, Hewitt, obviously, just a straight midfielder this year. So he's got no dual position. And we know that Walsh is out just for a little bit, hence the the 1% price tag on him. Let's start there. And then I think we'll have one more that I know is pretty much going to be a lock in most people's teams. And then we'll move on to some maniacs. What's your what's your thoughts on some of those names, Herbie? And let's um let's break some of those down. Who stands out for you the most there? And who are you steering clear of? I'll steer clear of most of them, to be honest. Um, the one that I don't think you mentioned, but is around that price tag for me is Jack Steele. Um, like, I think he's going to have a huge year, especially with Ross the Boss back there. Um, they'll be, like, really highly motivated. And just him as a player and as a captain, he's a bit like Took Millie, just puts – he just puts it all on the line. Um, and I reckon he was he averaged, what was it, 109.8 last year, but I reckon he could just really explode um, and be like the Crips of last year, um, this year, get to that, like, you know, 700 mark or so. Um, I want to stay away from Cripps a little bit just because I'm scared of his injuries um, and obviously Walsh too as well. So I think it's like what you said with them. I think it's just to watch this space. We know Walsh is a gun, but we just don't know how his body is at the moment. And Cripps can break down at any moment. You never know. Delhi. Yeah, I like your thinking, um, Herbie. Um, Jack Steele, I think we'll have a breakout year again. He was a bit affected by, I think it was a shoulder injury last year, which really affected his scoring. But before that, Uber premium status. Uh, Ollie Wines, 580k. The last five rounds averaged 117. So that would put him in the upper echelon of super coaches, or super coach players, sorry. Um, again, Libba, 
uh, your boy, LDU from North Melbourne. Um, Marco is going to want to win games, and I think his best chance to win games is with help in the middle, clearance machine. Um, yeah, he's set for bigger and better things this year. But I do want to bring up Sam Walsh. When Lockie Neal had those injuries with his back and was start, he started at 620000 he dropped to 430000 until he got right and then got himself back up to premium status. I think we'll see the same here, given that he's not going to be able to do a full pre-season. He's going to come in underdone. He does have a big tank when he's up and going, but I fear that Carlton may rush him back a little bit. So stay away from him and potentially pick him up at a later time. Twice the stat man. That's what we call him off behind the scenes, the big stat man, Mickey Dell. It's a good one. And look, people agree with you. I think the only one that's got a, a – there's only two that's got the double-digit percentage ownership at the moment is, is Andy Brayshaw has got 15. I think he could still have a have a big year and, and go up in price. It and, and Paddy Cripps is sitting on 11%, but I think there might be a factor there because Walsh is more out. We will do a podcast. One that I'd really love to touch on when we get closer to the season is a point-of-difference team. So we literally will try and pick a team that's sitting kind of, you know, those really lower percentages that we still think could have a good team. And and I think it's really important that our, our listeners, you do look at that point of difference. Don't get stuck in just looking at percentages. You've got to have that little bit of point of difference. And that's what we're here for is to try and give you the educated opinion on uh, which ones you should go for. So for me, Brayshaw at 15%. I even think Petrarca at 5% is still a, still a guy that can really get you big numbers, and I think he's still on the rise. Him and Oliver are stealing the Brownlow away from each other at the moment with all their votes that they're getting. So to me, a, a Petrarca at 618,000 at 5% compared to a Clayton Oliver at 699 um, with 48% of team selections, I think that's something that people should look at. They, they share the points a lot, but... We move on. Um, oh, and the last one, I 100% agree. Jack Steele, I think he's a lock in everyone's teams. The big reason people left him out was there, or he had the lower numbers, was the shoulders. We know he's a tackling machine. He's not your 28 disposal getter. He's your 24, and then he makes that up with tackles. So if he's not getting his tackles, he's uh, he sort of dropped. But we showed when the uh, the shoulders got right, he started being that tackling bull that we know he is. So I think he's going to be right back up there and, He's sitting at something about 20% of teams, and, and I think that's only going to rise the closer we get to uh, to season proper. We move on, um, guys. Uh, we'll probably bring up some of the maniacs. Let's let's bring up Tom Green. We'll bring some into that. I'm going to pass over to Mickey Dell. He's done some fantastic research when it comes to what we call our mid-price maniacs. Um, for those that listened to our first episode throughout the season, we we're going to have uh, a bit of a game with our mid-price maniacs. These are the ones who maybe either give you the stress or they also give you the, the dancing celebration that uh, they've put on a big game for you uh, at their price. So, Mickey Dell, give us some research of what you've got for some mid-price maniacs in our midfield. i tell you what, that's a mouthful right there. It's a, uh, dare I say, a bolter mouthful. But uh, what have you got, Mickey Dell? And, and Justin and I can chime in after that. So, straight off the bat, let's go Tommy Mitchell. 528K. Last year, he obviously with Hawthorne, in a side that did not want to win footy. Okay? He's at Collingwood now. He's at Collingwood. They may, they missed the grand final by one goal last year. Since 2018, he's averaged 118, 129, 113, 117, and then averaged 96 as part-time last year. Okay? He's not a forward. I believe at Collingwood, he's going to be liberatore of that side. He's going to be in and under. He's going to be getting the ball out to the likes of uh, Jack Crisp, the Dacos boys, Pendles on the outside. That's massive unders for me. What do you boys think? Justin, we'll go to you first, mate. I'm a little bit wary of Tom Mitchell, but I just looked up his age. I thought he was like 38. He's actually 29. I don't know what it is. I thinking all these players are really old. And uh, he's actually only 29 years old, which is ridiculous. My thoughts on the uh, the midfield for the Pies is I actually uh, was thinking this year, and I got really upset at the last podcast when uh, a certain somebody kept uh, putting down a, uh, a gun player who should have been the number one pick in the 2021 AFL draft instead of he who must be na- not be named, um, that bloke who now plays at Port Adelaide, who I really don't like. Um, 
Yeah, I, in my opinion, I think that Dacos, they're just going to throw him into the midfield and they're just we're just going to see how good he is uh, next or this season. Um, and I'm not sure about Tom Mitchell because that's my opinion on it. I think that Dacos is going to be the number one guy. Um, it'll be interesting to see what roles they play, so where Pendles will be. Like, you'd love to see him at half, half back, but do they just want to still keep him in the middle to kind of nurture um, Dacos a little bit as well? Um, for me, it's just to watch this space with just round one just to see how they how they all line up. Yeah, I think it's really unfair, some of the criticism that Tom Mitchell gets as a footballer. I think sometimes, and I know we're in a stats competition here, but certain stats, metres gained, they are important, things like that. But sometimes what's not taken into account is metres gained after his handball, after him being the one inside doing all the tough work and things like that. I think they're valuable for not only the team that he's playing for, but also they're still valuable here in Supercoach at the same time. He's efficient with the ball. He, uh, I don't disagree with anything that Mickey Dell says. Um, I think you nearly need to disregard last year and, and look at his numbers. And he's a very good chance to possibly come into my side at some point. Um, I'm still going through what, what version two, version three might look like. But, um, yeah, it's hard to, hard to look past maybe a Tom Mitchell, especially with what Collingwood might achieve this year. And, boys, I'll just add, if he averages prices like he had the four years before that, he would be uh, priced at 650000 So that would make him over premium. Do we think, Do we think? not to cut you off, do we think Pendles will go to the back line this year? Where do we think Pendles will play for Collingwood this year? 100%. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is that, is that the... Losing my microphone here, getting excited. See, this is what happens when maybe I talk about Nick Dacos. Is it Nick Dacos into the midfield and... Uh, and Scott Pendle be, be the uh, the Rolls Royce in the back line and, and then play a, a little bit around with that? Is, is that our thoughts? 100%. I think well, the Rolls Royce of the AFL, you know, um, local Gippsland boy as well, um, they're going to try and like, make his career go that little bit longer, look for that longevity. Um, if he's playing full-time mid, it's going to take a toll on his body. He'd be, what, 35 now, I think, going on 36. Uh, I think just roll around the back one. He's smart enough to be able to grab those set possessions. We all know he uses the ball well. Um, both day crosses up around the ball with Mitchell inside. I think they'll be a very good team this year. I reckon you've got some absolute jets at that back line. Like you've got Crisp, um, Quainall and Noble, who you could just give the ball to and they can just run all day and they're super quick. Uh, but Pendles is just that class uh, that you can have down there, which I think Dacos was last year. I don't know if you agree with me or not, Rob, because uh, you don't seem to like uh, poor Nicky. But, uh, yeah, I think that I'd love to see him go back and Nick go into the midfield and then just see Nick blossom um, from there. With, with Pendles, obviously, like coming in in certain stoppages. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Beautiful. Who else you got, Del? All right, so as the viewers are aware, we're not all about just picking all the popular people. So I've been scrummaging around looking for some value. And me being an Essendon man, we haven't got much to brag about, but I feel like this next bloke that I'm going to may be in for a breakout year. Nick Martin. So he's uh, priced at 436k. He came in late last year 
as a rookie selection with Tex Wangadine. Had about, what was it, eight weeks of pre-season, proper AFL pre-season, and then kicked four and on debut against, four or five on debut against Geelong. Being a rookie, it's going to be hard to keep your body up. He didn't seem to have any issues finding the ball. I think with Langford back, he's very underrated inside, picking up center field. He's got potential to average 100 this year, I believe. He's very smart with the pill, very smart around the ball. His running patterns are good. Um, I won't be picking him. Surprised if he averages 100. Justin? I had Nick Martin last year, and he was a real good cash cow. Um, but I think without... I was just trying to look at the stats of him uh, last year. Uh, but, yeah, he kind of tailed off. It's like what you said. He kind of tailed off towards the end of the year. And I don't really know what he is at the moment. Like, does he have the tank to, to go into the midfield? Or is he just that, like, um, like hybrid type of forward? Um, and then I think if you if he's that hybrid type of forward, like, you're kind of relying on Essendon to be, you know, not bad for him to go good. Um, and I just don't know how Essendon are going to go. So for me, at that price, I think he's a bit of a risk. Um, I think there's better value at that price, but I don't know enough about him um, specifically to to say, yeah, to say either or. So for me, he's just a stay away at the moment. Um, but yeah, you you definitely want to see how Essendon goes um, and how that forward line's going as well. Yeah, for me at that price, I think he's going to be a breakout footballer. I don't think he's going to do too much more than that price. So just like Herbie said, for me, when you see someone like a um, a Hopper or a Dom Sheed sitting at 332, 332, both of them, uh, what are we talking? We're talking nearly 100K saving. Um, I believe that they also have a higher ceiling, a consistent higher ceiling of what their scores can be like. Um, so for me, it's a, I, I like the shout out. And uh, I think all the best for him this year. But, yeah, to know for me in the 400s, 400s is a risky price, that one. Well, we call them the mid-price maniacs, please. It's, this is true. This is true. All right, Justin, I've got one for you, mate. North Melbourne. Huey Greenwood, 416K. A down year under their coach last year before he got the arts. right? He's a midfield bull. He tackles people for fun. Us blokes, we drink beers for fun. He tackles people for fun, you know. Again, I said before, Clarko hates losing. And like Pendlebury, he has a basketball background. At 416K, are you picking him? I think there's no way in hell I pick him this year. Like, <laughs> even last year, um, I was a huge Greenwood fan and I was really happy when we brought him to the club. Um, but... If he can't crack last year's side, it doesn't matter who the coach was, but if he can't crack that side with Cunnington out, um, and it's just a, it's kind of a like-for-like type of player, like they're inside bulls, um, then I don't see how he cracks it this year. Like I've been – I was on the, the big footy sites with North fans arguing, saying I reckon he should go down back because um, he's a bigger body, and we were really struggling in that department last year. Um, but – he, he'll, there's a lot of North players, I think, and I think in round one you'll see how Clarko will line them up um, just to see how they work. But I think at that price and with Cunnington having a full preseason um, back and firing, they just play too much of a similar role to, to have him in my side. Robbie? Yep. No, nah, again, sits in that 400. The 400s are too scary for me, mate. I, uh, I've learnt my, uh, I've learned from my mistakes, which is, you know what, if you want to have a crack, prove me wrong, go for you. Uh, I'd rather not take the risk and, uh, and let someone else tell me about how good they did it. than uh, then be that person that took a risk. No different to like, you know, we're talking high primos now, no different to Josh Kelly. I've been burnt by Kelly from thinking he's just going to be that absolute elite. Um, again, you know what, you take that risk and tell me how good it was later. But, uh, no, I think there's too many others at a lower price with a higher ceiling. And I think we're going to move on to one, the, uh, the name we don't want to speak of. Surely it's, surely it's time. Give the viewers what they want, Mickey Dell. Have to. I don't want to see them. <laughs> All right, Justin, talk to me. The boner, the horn, the man that you will not speak of, Jason Horn Francis. North Melbourne's number one pick. 
and he's gone. Talk to me. He's gone. I'm very disappointed with that with that uh, young man. I'm not gonna lie. As a as a 32 year old man, I'm very disappointed in that 19 year old kid. Uh, <laughs> look, he's he's my Voldemort, right? So I actually, yeah, I, I, I just cannot, I cannot do it. Um, he really gets to me because North were very excited about picking him up, and I think that he came in full guns blazing. And if you were on the North footy side, everybody was calling for him to be captain after like four or five rounds. They said, Kerry can do it at 18, Horde can do it as well. Then I looked up his stats today. I was like, oh, wow, he actually uh, started out pretty good. Um, and then obviously, you, you know, you saw and everybody saw, like, he just quit on the team, right? I've got it from a poor player, right, here, what they've said about him. They said what, he's the okay. best, uh, he's got the best footy brain that they've ever seen from a kid that age. And he does things that are just crazy. And all the North players were saying that last year as well. So the talent is there. It's just his attitude. So I think this year, Port aren't going to put him into the midfield because it's just too much pressure. I reckon they're just going to put him as a high half forward and they're just going to think, oh, we're going to be pretty good this year. He's going to kick a lot of goals. He's going to have a lot of miraculous moments. Um, so essentially you're just banging on court if they're going to be good or not. Um, and I don't know if they are. I think they've got a bit of an overrated list. So I would stay away from him at the moment. Uh, and I think, you know what, take this to the bank. North Melbourne will finish higher than Port. Oh. There you go. <laughs> I, I, can I get my six? I'll put a bolter bet on that. Bolter bet. I just got my six pack back because I reckon uh, Gold Coast might. Might make the finals. I'll say that Boulder bet, and I think Mickey Dell. I just cut you off from taking the bet just as quick. Uh, but I, 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 I just, I don't, I don't mind your theory there, and I don't disagree that he'll find himself at high half forward at certain points. And I think when he's been, um, when they've done the research on him, I think he actually excels in that position as a midfield high half forward type. But I'm telling you now, Port Adelaide still think that they're in a window. They didn't give away Carl Amon for nothing. He's going in that midfield so that players more like Travis Boak can possibly go out and play a bit more forward time and things like that to be the leaders that put them through. I think they've got enough leaders in that position to take care of this bloke that uh, that he really could have a huge year. And I think people are going to have to look at his numbers. He's not on my side, but again, what's, I think he'll have a breakout year. What's he priced at? No, no, what's he picked at? What's the percentage of teams that he's picked at at the moment? Because I think uh, it, I want I did I did just have him up before. I want to say twelve percent. Twelve percent. Sorry, this is not good for everyone. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Twelve percent. So he's sitting in twelve percent at the moment. But I think that's people getting a little bit sucked into the moving team factor. Um, let's not forget there is such thing as second year blues. It's a very proven fact in the AFL that second year blues is a thing. He's got to find himself in a new system. He's got to prove himself in a new system. Um, I think he's going to have a good year, but I'm personally not, not touching him. The only thing I'd maybe consider is possibly forward, but at that price, you're putting him up against somebody like a Nat Fife. I feel a lot more comfortable, at least in the numbers, if Fife is on the field. That's my opinion. Yeah, they're both wild cards for me. Both total wild yep. cards. They could both explode or they could both break down. Um, but, yeah, with Horn, I just don't think uh, dual position. Yeah, he look, he's got a lot of talent. Um, it's just if he can put it on the field because there is no doubt in anyone's mind how much talent he's got. Um, but we've hardly seen him play a good game in the AFL. So that's another thing to, to think about as well. So if you're North Melbourne... And you're sitting back at the draft again, and Adelaide offer you four first rounders, including the number two pick in that draft. What you doing? Hindsight's <laughs> a funny thing, isn't it? <laughs> if this was the NBA, this would be the biggest story in the world. If, like, a Zion Williamson just moved for nothing, this is what's a little bit crazy about our sport, and we love it. 
But there has to be a little bit more protection for the teams and have a little bit more right to what happens at a, uh, you know, a trade table or something like that because this is, this is huge. And this is going to set a precedent now that is changing the draft forever on we have to go homegrown talent over picking someone interstate or we maybe take that draft pick early because this is huge. This, is, this, is, this story was not big enough, in my opinion. That being said, we've talked about it for a while, so uh, for someone whose name we won't mention. But I think it's um, he's a huge talking point. Huge talking point. Definitely. Good luck for 2023, the horn boy. <laughs> <laughs> throw you out some names here. I want one word answered. I'm going to throw you some stats, and I want to see whether your answers stay the same. Okay? Lockie Hunter, 392K Melbourne, yes or no? Robbie? No. Justin? Yes. Robbie, what about if I told you before the drug last year, the four years preceding, 90, 95, 102, and 115? I'd say show me Ed Langdon's stats. Show me Clayton Oliver's stats. Show me Christian Petrarca's stats. And tell me that this guy's not just going to be a fill-in for the squad when it best fits when somebody else is out. Too risky, not going to play each week. We talked about it last episode, Dell, which is um, security on score security, but job security. Now, you're spot on. When Lockie Hunter plays, that guy knows how to absolutely rack it up better than a Benny Cousins. But when it comes to his job security right now at a Melbourne Demons, it's, uh, it's not a lock for me. So... I love him as a player. He's your true winger, and there's not too many true wingers in our game anymore. But job security for me is too much of a worry, and you'll be watching each week. And will he take the, uh, dare I say, the vest? Will he be the sub? Next one. Jacob Hopper. For everyone listening at home as well, I was talking about pool. So we're an 18 and under show. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Jacob Hopper. That's 332K. Yes or no? Justin? Yes. Robbie? Yes. Jacob Hopper, sorry. His last three... He's, he's, he's a lot. He is. Before last year, being injury riddled, he's priced an average of 67. The three years before that, he averaged 94, including being an All-Australian mid. He's definitely in my side. I'm really intrigued to see what happens with the Orange team um, this year. Now, we're talking about where he's come from. We know he's at Richmond now. But I – and I wish I had the podcast last year because I said that coach needs to move on because that team on paper is 10 times better than what they're producing. They're playing a brand of football that does not suit the types of players that they have on the team. And we've got guys on there that are just not playing that they want. They don't look like they're enjoying themselves. They're playing a chip brand of footy when they should be let off the chain. That GWS team should be off the chain. We forget they were in a grand final against Richmond not that long ago as the favourites going into that game. And if Phil Davis isn't injured or playing on like one leg, that could have gone a different way. Little did we also know that Richmond were about to go on a dynasty. Um, so... For them to fall off the face of the earth the way they have makes me think that this guy is just looking for a fresh start and he's going to get it and he's going to be in an elite team. And those trades have now put Richmond from, we know that they could do anything. And people even talked about if they snuck into the finals, could they keep going? To they are now contenders again with that list that they have for sure. And I think Jacob Hawkins is going to play a big part in that. Uh, very mindful of time, so we'll race through these next couple. Nate Five. 333k Frio. Robbie? He was in. He's now out. I'm scared about what they're going to do with him. Justin? Yeah, he's a watching space for me. I think you've just got to see. Um, you've got to see a couple of games from him before you are confident to have him in your team, even at that low price. In the 10 years before last year, he averaged well over 100. i got a mate at Frio that says he's still going to get a lot of midfield time. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, dare I say, watch this space. I've only said it once this podcast, by the way. I've got two more boys. James Warple, fourth on 309k. Is he the one that goes into the midfield? Justin? 
Yes, yes to him going into the midfield. So, yes to him going into the midfield. Will he still be behind Di Newcomb, which is kind of like the Tom Mitchell? Yes. I hope the Warpedo gets back to the brand of footy that we know he can play. Um, but he's not in my side at the moment. Yeah, he's not in my side at the moment as well. And one I want to throw to you, Robbie, Dom Sheed, West Coast. He knows how to attract the pill. Very- I'm very aware that we're on a podcast now and it's not just three mates sitting on a couch. He's one of my most disliked players to watch. And I, and I go to West Coast games. So, you know, my my um, ex-partner, she she um, is a member and her whole family is members. It, he... He, he gets upset when people don't give him the footy. It's, he, he loves the stats. So as a player, no, I don't want him in my team. As a super coach coach, maybe I do because he loves throwing on his left boot as well, but he does butcher the ball a little bit. So if we're talking fantasy, a dream team over super coach, he's your dream team type. Super coach, I'm not sure. But you know he's going to play in that midfield at West Coast. Just looking through his stats, he's averaged 82 in 2001. 89 in 2020, 2019. So there is money to be made, but I'm not sure whether he's... And he never has to buy himself a drink ever again in WA, mate. In Perth, he, uh, he just um, just sits off in that flank and says, hand me a bolter. Cheers, boys. All right, so that'll do us for the mid-price Maniacs, boys. What I do want to do is let everyone know about ANZPL 2K League, which runs on PlayStation and Xbox. Are you sick of playing my career by yourself or tired of heading into the wreck and playing with randoms and not getting the ball? Uh, head on over and give the guys at ANZPL2K a message in relation to the Oxford Asian 2023 2K League, which has just begun its second season. Get a group of five mates together and enter themselves into competition to begin with a chance of winning the grand prize. This season is well over 6K. Handy pocket money. Players from this league, such as Real HVZN, Harry, as he's known by his mates, has just been drafted to the 2K leagues in America and making big money, which is now putting Australia on the map, or Australia, New Zealand, and the Asian countries on the map in regards to online gaming. Register your interest today by sending a message to the guys at, at ANZPL2K on Twitter, and they'll help you out from there. Absolutely. And I can give a shout-out to Mickey Dell there. Mickey Dell's an absolute baller on the 2K. We've had some good 2K chats. I think that's where we have some of our best time. So, uh, yeah, me and Justin just sort of sit in the 3 and D type style, but Mickey Dell is an absolute machine all over the place. But, uh, no, we thank them for their support, and uh, and we can't, um, you know, we can't recommend it enough to jump on board. Guys, I'm very aware of time, and I know time is precious for a lot of people. Over in WA, we've already been able to drive peak hour traffic to work and back. Maybe in Sydney or Victoria, they're still only halfway to work. But we'll look to try and always keep these uh, under under an hour and get into some snippets. So instead of going to the rookies and talking about them, let's go into our teams. We'll reveal our teams. And I'm sure when we get to sort of some of those those uh, later lines, we can start talking about the rookies and, and why we've got them in. And maybe we'll throw in some one or two that we haven't mentioned. So let's start with our uh, mid mid number one and mid number two. Uh, so we'll just start with our absolute. These should kind of be your set and forget, but uh, Mickey Dell, who you got sitting in that one and two spot? Hey, Clayton Oliver and Took Miller. Um, Herbie? I've got Lockie Neal and Jack Steele. Jack Steele's sitting at, Jack Steele's at mid two. I like it. Okay. Um, I've got... Okay, I've got the uh, I've got the bulldog buddy sitting there at the moment in uh, Jack McRae and Bonton Pally. So to all our listeners, you can see right there and then we're talking about six uh, six different primos, if I've said that correctly. So Took Miller, Clayton Oliver, we're talking the high price primos. You'd feel very confident in what they're going to score. Uh, what we have, Jack Steele and um, who who was the other one? Sorry, Herbie. Lockie Neal. Lockie Neal, again, Brownlow medalist and someone that we know is going to perform and is high on the team, and then two Bulldogs. So, yeah, there's your, there's your one and two. Um, let's go to that midline. So number three, four, and five. Dell, who you got sitting there with, uh, with Took and Clayton? M3, I've got Jack Steele. At M4, I've got Mr. Mitchell from Collingwood, Tommy Mitchell. And at M5, Jacob Popper from Richmond. Uh, so M3, I've got uh, the famous LDU, 
Uh, M4, I've got Bailey Smith. And M5, I've got Tom Green. And for me, it's Jack Steele, Tom Green, who we didn't talk about too much, but, yeah, absolute inside mid that we think is going to really produce this year, and, and Jacob Hopper, which I think is one of the biggest locks in, in everyone's team at the moment. Um, this is probably where we start really getting into the to the younger players. Um, maybe take us through your, your uh, what have we got, uh, six, seven, eight, Mickey Dell. We'll do that, and then we'll do the bench. So my M6 is Will Phillips, North Melbourne. Uh, I'll go through a little bit on each player when we get the chance. Uh, Mr. Johnson from Frio and Campbell Chess from West Coast. Uh, you tell so us a bit. Yeah, go, go, mate. No, maybe we'll get Mickey Dell to tell us a bit about those players. So, um, yeah, go through a little bit of them because I think we might get a few double ups here. So, so who were those players for you, mate, and, and, and why? Will Phillips, 158K North Melbourne. Uh, higher pick for North Melbourne last year. Uh, missed the year with glandular fever, but he's having a top pre-season. Uh, he's rated very highly down at the club. And you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Mr. Herbert, but near best on ground in the intra-club that they had last week. So I think if, if you're getting that sort of attention with Alistair Clarkson on board, and again, he wants to win, uh, I think you'll get game time early. Who you got, Herbs? Anyone uh, different there? So we've got the M6, M7 and M8. Is that right? Yep. So M6, I've got Will Ashcroft. M7, I've got George Wardlaw. And M8, I've got Will Phillips. Uh, I'll go through yeah, a little bit of them. Uh, I think Will Ashcroft, you don't really need to talk about. He's just like your set and forget Top Gun rookie who's going to take over Nick Dacos. Um, he's the Nick Dacos of this year. Um George Wardler is going to be interesting. I've got him down as, like, will he fill the void of Jason Horn francis Like, he was really, really highly rated and rated over Ashcroft um, until he had a few hamstring injuries. Um, so it'll be really interesting. North have got quite a lot of midfielders. It'll be interesting to see, like, if he can get minutes straight away in that midfield or, or where, where he's going to play. Um, and then, yeah, Mick touched on Will Phillips. Uh, he's a top three pick, so I think he was picked at third a couple of years ago, and he's had I think two bouts of glandular fever, um, so he's had a couple of setbacks. But it'll be really interesting to see. Um, yeah, he's he's obviously done really really well, and he's highly rated within North. Um, he's someone that I'm really interested to to see if he actually can play as that half backman um, if Taron Thomas doesn't get up uh, for this year with you know, all the charges and, and all the off-field stuff that he's got going on. Um, I think Clarko is going to really, really want some quality ball users off that half-back line. And North is kind of doing what the Doggies have done a couple of years ago where they just stockpiled midfielders and they said, you know, any surplus that we have, we're just going to move them to different parts of the ground. So Will Phillips, like there's not enough ball for LDU, Simkin, you know, Will Phillips, Wardlaw, one of them's got to go back, you know, and, and it might be Phillips. And I'd love to see him as a backman because I think he's got a lot of class, even if he just goes there for this year. Dare I say a few players at North Melbourne probably have to go to the back line because uh, that's where it'll be. <laughs> um, yeah, two, two are the same for me, Ashcroft and, and Phillips. And the one that hasn't been mentioned is uh, St Kilda's uh, Philippo or Philippou, however you'd like to pronounce it. Um, I like to make sure I've got a couple of dual positions sitting there. Um, Filippo being my forward, that's now sitting in my midfield. So from what I've heard, all accounts is he knows how to absolutely rack up quick points. Um, so even if he does sit in that forward line, when he gets on the field and he plays, I've heard that he can, he can get a quick fire 40, 50, 60. For me at that value, that's going to rise him up pretty quickly and then I'll, uh, I'll see and assess from there. So comfortable with putting him in. Um, on the bench. Uh, Dell, who you got on the bench, mate? Add to what Justin was saying first off with Will Ashcroft. I've got some um, stats here that mm. I like. Paul Sandringham last year against the Western Jets, he had 51 touches and was, as you can tell, first on ground. Um, he averaged 34 disposals and five tackles at the NAB level throughout the whole year, which is just phenomenal. 
And in the VFL, so this is a 17, 18-year-old kid playing against, you know, your, your lower-level AFL players and higher-level VFL players, he averaged 29.3 disposals, seven tackles and five clearances, which approximated to about 120 super coach points in the VFL. Oof. So, good. Another, another one that North missed out on. Don't know. Don't know. I'm expecting he's going to average between 85 to 90 this year. For Dare we say, owned by 67% of teams, which I think is only going to go up to about 85 by round one for sure. Um, and sorry to digress, Rob, but we'll go to the bench. I've got Connor Blackley, uh, ex-Brio boy, uh, Drury from North Melbourne. And there's one I want to talk about quickly. His name is Billy Dowling from the Adelaide Crows. Hear this, Justin. You'll like this. So Billy Dowling's priced at 117k. He had an under-18s game last year where he scored 268 super coach points in one game. He had 44 touches, 17 marks, 16 contested possessions, 14 score involvements, 4 goals, 4 assists. But on top of that, 7 games that he played in, he scored over 140. They are raving about this bloke in Adelaide. And if he's picked to play senior footy, he's on the ground for me. He won't be sitting on the bench. Love it. Anyone else to add to those names? And uh, I'm sure good WA boy Connor Blakely is out there listening. Uh, welcome to the show, Connor, and we wish you all the best over in Gold Coast, mate. Look, I think that we've, uh, we've, we've mentioned nearly all the names. There's one that I've got that hasn't been mentioned. Uh, so I'll just name my bench. So I've got Matty Johnson, uh, Billy Dowling, because uh, Mickey Dell has... Uh, not stop talking about him for the last couple of weeks. Uh, and, yeah, Harry Rouston from GWS. Like, I think that he could potentially be a really, really big steal. Um, I remember on draft night, they reached for him. Uh, I think they picked him at 16, and he was in mock drafts going at that, like, late 20s mark. Um, so he's a GWS Academy kid. Uh, and... Yeah, he's a midfielder who can go forward as well and kick goals. So I think with GWS and that rebuild, um, he's going to get first crack at it. You know, I think first couple of rounds, he's going to get a good go at it. Um, so we'll see pretty early on if he's got it or not. Um, and I think that with just how highly rated he is at the club, I think he's a good pick. Uh, really good shout there. And uh, I'm looking at Billy Mick, and he's only sitting at 1% ownership at the moment. So if everyone's looking for that point of difference, we can look to the great Mick Dell. Um, get Billy uh, get Billy Dowling on your bench is, is the shout from Mick Dell. So it's a great call. I've got Blakely and Dowling. The only one I wanted to add there, if they were listening to episode one, I know he's picked in a lot of teams in, in the defense is that uh, Campbell Chesser. He's, he's sitting for me um, in my midfield as that player that can uh, can go in because I've got uh, Ginby who's in my defense. So, again, having that defender mid that I can throw around the place a little bit um, allows me to sort of make those cha- changes, especially who knows what McKenna's doing at Brisbane and things like that. So just that ability to move players around and shuffle them when you need. Um, if anyone's out for a week, especially a young player, sometimes they might get to week five, week six, and think we just need to manage them for one week. Um, I highly recommend having those dual position players. So... Guys, it sounds like we've got a really nice mix there of primo changes. I think we're all confident in sort of that Jacob Hopper type player with Jack Steele type player. There's some big changes right there in those mid ones and mid twos. Um, We've mentioned quite a few rookies and some rookie priced players there for everybody to think about. We've chatted about probably one of the, hopefully the best cash cows in Dowling with only 1%. So get him in your side. But uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. We did go for a bit of a long one here. We thought we got three on board, so there was always a chance we're going to talk a bit more. But if there's ever a line to talk about for a little bit longer, it is the midfield because, as you see, there's a lot of changes, a lot of point of differences that everybody can go and have a look at. Um, Make sure you stay tuned. We're going to have a Ruck podcast coming up. We'll get into our forwards as well. There'll be a lot of back and forth there in those positions of what everyone's going to do. And then big reveals of what our end of version one team looks like before we get to the season proper. Um, to everybody, make sure you jump on our socials, jump on and subscribe to make sure you get the best content possible. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Mickey Dell, thank you. 
Thank you. Justin Herbert, thank you. The Herbie Bull, however we want to go with it. And everybody listening along, thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. It's something that we do for a bit of fun and a bit of passion, and we look forward to chatting you more on all things AFL Supercoach. See you till next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.